The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything that you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. I've been so pumped to take a couple of friends with our road bikes to some of the trails nearby, and now I can bring the entire crew, my dog, and all of our gear with that third row. Learn more about the new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Let me tell you who's doing sneakers the best in the game right now. That's New Balance. The two-way V4, featuring this groundbreaking use of technology with fresh foam. It's called Fuel Cell, creating this combination that we love of rebound and cushioning. Fresh Foam offers unparalleled cushioning for maximum comfort your entire game from start to finish. The upper construction features this lightweight textile that reduces weight, which we all need, I know I do, while remaining supportive and breathable. Hard to find that combo. The two-way V4 gives you the tools that you need to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way V4 at newbalance.com. So the topic of the day, maybe the week, probably the entire offseason if we're honest, uh, considering how bad things are right now for the Celtics, is just how bad of a job Joe Mazzulla has done coaching uh, the Boston Celtics in the postseason. How bad is it? The Athletic has three articles written on it. Like, aren't these writers checking in with each other? Three articles on Joe Mazzulla being a dumpster fire in the postseason as a coach. You got Bill C- Simmons devoting many numbers of podcast hours to it. Twitter is a is just an absolute mess in the comment section on how Spo is absolutely out coaching Joe Missoula. Here, though, is what nobody is talking about. What we're witnessing in this Eastern Conference Finals is, to me, the greatest NBA science experiment in the history of the league. So, okay, last year, right, Ime Udoka takes over a Celtics team. And it only takes him about a half a season to completely change the culture there. As we know, Ime Udoka was burying these kids in the media, saying, oh yeah, they're soft. They're not passing the ball. It was a mess. And all of a sudden, things clicked in the postseason to the point where they get to the finals and they lose a hard-fought series to the Warriors. Now, you may not like the drop coverage that Ime Udoka played on Steph Curry. Fine. Fair. But I think we can all say that Ime Udoka is an elite coach. Then, of course, Ime Udoka got, quote-unquote, suspended for the season, a.k.a. got fired for not being able to, I don't know, just, like, keep it together, and he had some sexual relations with one of the members of the staff. And so that, to me, creates a perfect storm of circumstances. We've never had in the history of the NBA a head coach who gets fired after leading his team from 500 to the brink of a championship. 
Yes, Brad Stevens took this team to the Eastern Conference semis multiple times, but let's be real. The Brad Stevens move to the GM position was because he was not ready and able to coach these men up. This wasn't Nick Nurse getting fired after four years after winning a chip. This was a coach everyone said was one of the best minds in basketball, completely changed the culture of Boston, and he shockingly gets let go. He would have been the Boston head coach for a decade or more. And on top of that, the kicker is that the Celtics didn't change their roster. This was a team that they thought they were going to run everything back. They ended up actually getting better, getting the sixth man of the year in Malcolm Brogdon. They added him to the roster. So this team, this Celtics team, has actually improved from last year. The one that we already know is good enough to win it all, already know is good enough to go to the finals, and then all of a sudden they get handed one of Ime's assistants. Not some random coach that comes in and has to take over a team that's already built a scheme and a system. No, 34-year-old Joe Mazzulla was there for the entire process under Ime Udoka. So now we get this beautiful opportunity to compare, bad for Joe Mazzulla really, because we really have all of the same factors that are consistent except for the coach we can compare how this team compares to last year's team because they're pretty much the same. And even better in our science experiment, they get to play the Miami Heat again. The team that they went toe-to-toe with in the playoffs last year. A team that is largely the same as it was last year, only slightly worse. They're missing Tyler Hero. They're missing Victor Oladipo. And by the way, Hero averaged 12-4-3 against the Celtics in the games he played in the Eastern Conference Finals. And the Heat won two of those. Oladipo came in and averaged 10, 3, and 3 in all seven games. So this is actually a beautiful, perfect storm. The same two teams play against each other in two consecutive years, two consecutive Eastern Conference Finals, by the way. And the only difference, really, Boston changed coaches. And now the truth has come to light and the world is being debunked because there, for many years, people have said coaching doesn't matter in the NBA at all. It's a star-driven league. Stars do star things. No, no, people. What we're seeing is that coaching matters a lot. Coaching matters on every level. We have never had the ability to see how stark it would be if a brilliant coach left. When coaches get fired, they're usually not brilliant. They're usually not very good. They're usually, you see their ceiling. Teams are bad. Teams have failed. They've been disappointments. I don't think you go to the finals and you fire your coach right away. We've never seen, hardly ever, seen an elite coach get fired like this at this particular point in the juncture of his head coaching career, one year in to his coaching, head coaching career. And this is what happened. The only reason Ime Udoka isn't the coach this year and for the next decade is because of the personal scandal, right? And that had nothing to do with coaching. So we know that also Ime Udoka was masterful along the way to the finals. Maybe you don't like what he did in the finals, but his defense, how he managed the roster, the identity of the team was defense all year long, ball movement, getting out and pushing the pace. And now we get to see how the same team performs under another highly regarded assistant coach. An assistant, like I said, who I should remind you worked under Ime Udoka. 
It means the great Boston NBA coaching experiment proves beyond a shadow of a doubt how one man can change the fate of a team. And more importantly, how important a good coach is to a good team. Another thing that's becoming very evident, it is very easy for mediocre coaches to paper over their flaws in the regular season. Malcolm Brogdon discussed this, which we'll talk about in just a second, but Boston easily got to hide under the regular season guide because of Missoula's inability to adjust when they were playing Detroit and San Antonio and teams that weren't scheming and planning and preparing for them because either the gap in talent was so much greater or those good teams, great teams, were not really preparing for them. Even in the first and second rounds of the playoffs, Boston wasn't exactly really getting tested. And yet they were still kind of not quite acing the exam. There were for sure signs that shit was already going off the rails. Lest we forget, winning two rounds in the NBA playoffs gets you exactly halfway to the championship. You still have to beat good teams, elite teams, coached by elite coaches. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And Joe Mazzullo is very far from an elite coach. I think we know that, right? I think we kind of know that. I, uh, he might be a good coach one day. He might be an elite coach another day. But asking him as a 34-year-old head coach with very little coaching experience and only two years' experience in the NBA in total, that is a bridge. Folks, this guy came from the main Red Claws, okay? If you don't know what those words mean, like I understand if I say, what is she saying? This guy came from the main Red Claws? Yeah, that's where he came from, Maine. That's the G League team for the Boston Celtics. He came from the G League team. That's where he came from. Joe Mazzulla got his, it's basically Aaron Miles. My guy who I love, Aaron Miles, assistant for the Boston Celtics. He has more coaching experience in the NBA than Joe Mazzulla. Head coach of the G League Santa Cruz Warriors. And then an assistant for the Warriors. Uh, in their title run, and then an assistant on the bench uh, for the Boston Celtics. So, listen, I don't know what the deal is with Joe Mazzulli and why he's not very good, but I can say this. The adjustments aren't there. The rotations aren't there. He blames the team when he's the one at fault, and he blames himself when it's the team. He wasn't at fault for this team going down 3-0 in the third game. They didn't give the effort that they needed. He wasn't at fault for them laying down and staying down. The lack of effort was embarrassing. Tatum and Brown and Smart and the others, they, they either need to be consistently motivated or if they aren't, they're not consistently giving their full effort. It feels very much like the Brad Stevens era. And Missoula didn't get to coach under Popovich like Emeu did. He was a college assistant who got plucked directly by Brad Stevens and then went to the G League and then went to the pros. So you can say, oh, Trista, where were you when Boston started out 18-4? and 
Well, when Missoula won Coach of the Month, both in November and December, I get that. But that was Ime's team. Missoula got, do you know, like, a good class when they get a good substitute, like, a substitute teacher? Like, the, the bad habits don't restart right away. Missoula got appointed on the eve of training camp. And second of all, the more that Joe Missoula put his stamp on this team, the less they started to win. And once he got thrown up against good coaches, the cracks could be seen. Quinn Snyder led a far less talented Hawks team to six games in the first round. The bullet was dodged in part because Trey Young played like buns in the first two games. Then Joe lucked out in the coaching uh, against the Sixers with an injured Embiid, and the only coach in the playoffs he could outcoach was Doc Rivers. And even still, he didn't look great. And this series against a very undermanned Heat team was cold water on him because Spolstra is just much better. He has conducted a master class, and Joe has only this to say for it. Joe, the, the biggest game of the season, a game you had to have, and you guys just looked completely lost after the first six minutes. What exactly happened out there? Uh, I just didn't have him ready to play. Like the last 48 hours? Um, yeah, just, I just didn't have him ready to play. I should have, uh, whatever it was, whether it was a starting lineup, whether it was an adjustment, just I have to get them in a better place, ready to play, and that's on me. What does that mean? I just didn't have them ready to play. What what goes in? See, this is investor investigator Crick and like Detective Crick that comes out. Like, what does that mean? What does it take to get a team ready to play? Like, what did you not do this last 48 hours that you've done in other 48 hours? Like, what do you think you'll do now moving forward to get them ready to play? What does that mean? It's a must-win game. You're down 2-0 in both of those losses. We're at home. That never happens. And now, let's be real, the Celtics are done. And as they're about to exit the playoffs, players are spilling the tea, like Malcolm Brogdon. The tree shaker, Malcolm Brogdon, exposing the flaws in the culture of the Boston Celtics. I am not shocked. I think in these playoffs overall, I think it's, it's showing because we're playing a very disciplined, consistent, well-coached team. Um, but I think in the Atlanta series, I think in the Philly series, I think we got away with, with things that um, now are, are biting us. So, um, you know, that, that's definitely uh, troubling. What, what do you think, think of some of those things? I think it's mainly on the defensive end. Um, you know, we haven't been consistently great defensively all year long, and that was the team's identity last year. Um, and I think that slipped away from us. We've had spurts where we've been great defensively, but not consistently, and uh, honestly, we've struggled in every series we've played. Um, so, you know, now we're playing a team that's uh, <coughs> playing, you know, as if they're the best team in the league. And Pause. We've struggled in every round we've played so far. Defense was the identity of this team last year, and it is not the identity this year. These were all issues, by the way, that Joe and the team have denied in the postseason, and they've denied all year, but they were very evident to anyone who watched them play more than a game or two. Celtics insiders are now hinting at toxic issues in the locker room. What does that mean? I need to know. What are, what's happening there that's toxic? Back to the great NBA coaching experiment happening here in Boston. We just have never had the ability to quantify this before. This is the first time. We've ever had the opportunity. 
And I think it's great because now all of the people who are out there on Twitter and on the social media saying that coaching doesn't matter and you can just plug and play Steven Silas in the mix and you're going to get a championship team if it's composed of championship caliber players, that is false. They're playing the same team that they played last year in the Eastern Conference Finals. They have the same roster and they're actually a little bit better and they're playing a team that's actually worse. Tells you exactly what you need to know. Tells us hard truths. Coaching matters a lot. Much more than people want to admit in the regular season matters. Not at all. Teams that fight through adversity sometimes come out stronger in the postseason, like the Heat. And also like, I don't know, Boston in 2021-2022 when Imei Udoka was in charge. So good job, Joe Missoula. You're a very important part of history, and we'll see you the fuck later.